of the things I try to help the wives with is to work on this idea of affirming, even though it may be hard. And what's complex for them is sending the wrong message to their husband, that mm -hmm. if I affirm you about something, you might get the idea that I'm, I'm okay now with everything. Yeah. And so we practice that ampersand statement mm -hmm. again. It's okay to say, you know, I really appreciate this. I appreciate you getting into counseling for yourself or going to the workshop or whatever. And I need you to know it doesn't mean I'm not still very much in pain and needing and that we both need a lot of help moving forward. So she can make a truthful statement with the ampersand and then be able to affirm. We're happy to be back with you today with our host, Dr. Greg Miller, and our special guest, the Director of Faithful and True, Deb Laser. <laughs> Deb, welcome back to, <laughs> welcome back. You know, it's always, we, we never quite know to say director, that's kind of a new, kind of a new terminology. We just like to refer to her as the queen. Yeah, the absolutely. Queen. The queen. Oh, I like queen Yeah, queen. Yeah, queen <laughs> it's, it's very, very royal, very royal. Welcome back to the podcast. We're happy to have you yeah, with us today. thank you. Well, you have come up with a really great uh, subject matter today, mm -hmm. and that is uh, Greg and Deb are going to talk about what a wife can do that could be helpful in a man's healing journey. Right. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm glad that we're doing this together because um, I know that I may have my perspective based upon working with the men, and you will have your perspective based upon working with the women and I think both of those voices are um, needing to be heard in this. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would say, I just want to say the obvious, it is very complex. Mm -hmm. You know, that um, we often talk about the both and. And just to acknowledge that I know for many of our listeners, their desire absolutely is to be helpful for their spouse who is in recovery. And just, it is difficult and it can be challenging and frustrating um, what you may think is helpful may not be seen as helpful. And ironically, some of the things that you may be doing are actually helpful, even if you're experiencing resistance from your spouse. So mm -hmm. there is just a complexity to it. Yes. And I would add there's a complexity to, to the responses of wives because mm -hmm. they are not always in a place of wanting to be helpful. Let's just talk about right. that as being a reality, too. Um, there are some spouses that really want nothing to do with recovery. They just want you to get recovered mm -hmm. <laughs> and be a different person, and they'll wait while you do that. Um, and there are others, though, that come to me, and they're, they're really their first goal as we begin talking is, I just want to know how I can be helpful. Mm -hmm. So that's why I thought we could talk about that today, because I, I have noticed as we spend more time talking together, wives and myself, that sometimes what I hear them doing that is trying to be helpful, I would suspect is not. And so that's why I'm glad to have you and your response here today so that we could talk about that. Mm -hmm. So let's start at the beginning. So mm -hmm. we're going to start with the assumption that a spouse has just found out about her husband's acting out behavior. She's in the midst of the chaos. Um, and like you clearly said, at that moment, there are some wives that may want to be helpful. There are some that don't. But one of the things that I know is at the very beginning, one of the things that a lot of wives do is gather information. Mm -hmm. In fact, one of the things that we know here at Faithful and True is that um, the first person to find our website many times is the spouse. 
Um, she hears this information. She finds out what the husband has been doing. Um, she goes online to find, um, ser- uh, does a search, finds faithful and true. And so I would say the first thing that can be very helpful is the gathering of information. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's her nature, um, some of it may be about her desire to find out what resources are out there. And so as you talk to women, what do you know about their desire to find information? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I notice that's fairly characteristic of most of us wives, I put myself in this category, is we do tend to be researchers and detail-oriented. And so we, we, most of us do have a natural inclination to figure out and go after solutions to things. So I think you're right. It's a natural inclination. Sometimes that can be very helpful. And sometimes I know in my own life I have way more ideas and way more research than anybody wants. <laughs> right. So um, learning when it's helpful and when it isn't is, is a good idea. Typically, I find, and maybe you can tell me whether this is true for the men, that asking somebody if they want this information is how it would be more helpful mm-hmm. rather than someone just going after it and, and continuing to give you information. Right. You know, as I, as I think about this idea of being helpful, there's a difference between support and encouragement and demand mm-hmm. um, and even invitation. And I know that um, wives are kind of wrestling with all of that. At some point, it feels accurate to give a demand. I need for you to do this. Um, At other times, it may be helpful for it to be more of an invitation. This would be helpful. I'd like for you to consider Mm -hmm. doing this. Um, And even the encouragement of, I think this would be helpful for you. So Mm -hmm. even to acknowledge, it's not just what is being done, but maybe also the energy behind it. Mm -hmm. And my sense is the more fear and anxiety there is, maybe the more energy and demand there might be. Mm -hmm. And so um, one of the things I think would be helpful is as a wife is doing the research, one principle is don't believe everything that you read. Mm -hmm. Um, We get a lot of information, um, and in the early days, it's difficult to kind of sift through it. And one of the things I've heard a lot of men say is that first search for information can lead to a lot of hopelessness for wives. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of information out there that if your husband is a sex addict, he will always be a sex addict, that your best hope is to kind of learn to live in the chaos. And there's not a message of hope, but there there can be healing and transformation and there can be recovery. And so what I would say is as a wife is doing research, um, to pay attention to what's getting triggered in her. Is it about fear and anxiety? Is it about hope? Um, Is it about an invitation? Is it about a demand? Even as she's checking with herself, that can be one of the things that is helpful. Mm -hmm. So you're saying also a wife could acknowledge that this is a new area for her to find Mm -hmm. research in or to find information, and it may not be even truthful. I mean, everybody can put whatever they want out there, to be honest. And to acknowledge that it's just some things that she's run into and for him to also have some input about whether he thinks it's a good idea or a not a good idea. Yeah. Is that partly what you're saying? I would think so. Yeah. And, you know, even if a wife is able to say, hey, I just want to say I've been looking at the Internet and the stuff that I'm getting doesn't feel very hopeless. Mm-hmm. I mean, feels pretty hopeless and I'm feeling hopeless now. Mm-hmm. That even that checking in, I think, is very helpful because it gives a sense of where she is in the process. Mm -hmm. I think that's good, and it's also a reminder of what we're trying to teach everybody along the way, which is to share 
their thoughts and their emotions with each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some, sometimes that's different than just saying this is the information. That's different than sharing this is what I think about it and this is where it's leading me to feel. And th that is much greater information for being vulnerable with each other. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's about to the best of our ability. And we just want to acknowledge in the early days, there is so much pain, so much chaos that um, a lot of things are said or done that aren't helpful. And the more that a couple can at least try to commit to being safe in the chaos. Um, and so in this particular case, it might be a wife acknowledging that she's not interested and this is his issue and he does need to go figure it out because that is where she is in the moment. Mm -hmm. Or she is supportive and open. Hey, let me do some research. And maybe he's open to that too. And the more that a couple can at least own where they are and share that with each other in a safe way, I think that that's one of the things that can be very mm -hmm. helpful. We're probably already talking about a couple that's a, a little bit further down the road. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, it's just difficult when you're that triggered with new information that's that personal. Um, you know, to be calm and say things in the right way, isn't it? So mm -hmm. ownership is a great thing. If we can bring that to our conversation, just owning. I'm probably a little, I think a woman just told me today, I just flipped out mm -hmm. and just own it, you know, and right. just say the whole thing scares me. I have mo not much hope. And, um, and I'm still willing to try to help you with some information or figure out next steps for us. So it's a combination, right. again, of the both things. And, you know, that brings up a great point. I may not be able to be in a place where I can engage and own it with my spouse. And what is helpful is if I can own it with someone. If I have a community, if I have a therapist, a counselor, but that woman who said, I, I flipped out, mm -hmm. even for her to acknowledge that to you, if she's not ready to acknowledge it to her husband, in some ways, whether he's aware of it or not, he benefits from her connecting with someone that's helping her to process and be present with where she is. Mm -hmm. So that's another helpful thing mm -hmm. then for a spouse is right. that she would also be finding her place to talk about how hard this is as well as maybe helping him find his place to mm -hmm. go. Is that Absolutely. Right? Okay. okay, so I want to I wanna bring up something that is complex. <laughs> okay, so at the workshop, we do a monthly men's workshop. We have men who come from all over the country, and men show up for a variety of different reasons. Um, some of them come, and they're eager and hopeful because someone encouraged them to come, or maybe um, they know someone who's been to our workshop. Well, one of the categories that we have are men who are there because their wives insisted slash demanded that they come. And one of the things that I tell the men is it doesn't matter what got you here. What matters is what happens while you are here. And so one of the things that I know is some of the men show up and maybe there is some resentment. Uh, maybe there is some anger at a spouse who kind of forced their hand to come. And yet the great news is, even in those situations, good things can come from that. Mm -hmm. And so for the spouses that are lis listening, there is a complexity. Um, my wife and Beth and I often joke about this idea that it, sometimes it's hard to know how to be helpful. Mm -hmm. And so for some of you that may be demanding slash encouraging your husbands to do things, on the back end of that, that might turn out being helpful and maybe the way that it was done initially wasn't 
always helpful. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Well, it does. So I'm, what I'm wanting to know is, do you want to keep encouraging wives to be <laughs> demanding or not? Remember how I said this it's is complex. complex. Yeah. You know, um, to be honest, I don't know. Right. A lot of it has to do with what are the implications in the relationship? It's, it's kind of that um, means to an end. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we get so focused on the end that we forget to acknowledge the significance of the means. Mm -hmm. And so if the means are done in a way that are hurtful, shaming, um, uh, invasive, you know, aggressive, they may end up doing something good, but those means come at a cost. Mm -hmm. And and so I think it's living in that reality that you may get somebody to do something, but on the back end of it, the cost may be too mm -hmm. great. Yeah. I think whenever we use power to try to get something we need, um, we, we, we don't always do it in a way that's the most helpful. Mm -hmm. So just so you know, when I talk with women... Um, and we start discussing what might be helpful for a husband, because they often ask me. Mm -hmm. I do ask them to think about the invitational way of talking to him about that. Meaning, you know, I've talked to some others who have been there, I talked to me, and what we have found is that it's not only incredibly helpful to him, it also helps her because he brings home a lot more information, understanding about what's happened, and it just helps everyone. Mm -hmm. So to invite him into that place rather than demanding it has often been a much better approach she finds, too. And that's usually what I would encourage her to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting for Sherry Troutman, our administrator, and myself, because we field the phone calls mm -hmm. that come into the office. And you're right. There's a great percentage of the time where it's the wife who is mm -hmm. checking out our counseling services and our intensive workshops. And there's many a time that I have to convince the wife that she is not allowed to register her husband for the, for, for the workshop. It's like uh, when he comes home from work, I'm going to tell him that Thursday, guess what? You're going to Minnesota. Uh, and, and so sometimes there's a challenge in delivering that message, you know, uh, in an affirming way. But a lot of times it will help calm her down that, that we have... You know, we have standards that uh, we expect accountability-wise for the husband to call in representing himself and saying, I've looked at this, right. and, and mm -hmm. uh, you recommended this to my wife when she called you today, and I really appreciate that because we sat down and we looked at your website together, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, this does sound like the right thing for me. But there are sometimes that you feel those calls, and when I hang up, you know, Sherry, I will say, I think I just saved a life today <laughs> because she was ready. Uh, she was ready to hit him over the head with some a sharp object. Um, well, and and one of the things that you're identifying, kind of what's not helpful, is if a spouse tries to do the recovery for, for her husband yeah. and and tries to create the motivation, you know. Um, what, what is difficult about this is early in recovery, so many men have shame and fear. They're in their own chaos. They're in some level of denial, and they are missing motivation. And I do think that that's where encouragement and support to, to encourage someone, support someone to do that and find their own motivation is so much more effective than trying to do it for them. Mm -hmm. 
So um, I think it's true that one of the things we're working on here, aside from changing behaviors, is that whole pattern of internal motivation mm -hmm. for whatever, mm -hmm. um, and initiation for your own life, and living your life so that you're working towards becoming the person God created you to be. Sometimes these issues are bigger issues in the marriage that maybe she has held more of the initiation of the relationship in many, many other areas. And so while in the beginning, helping with that might be a good thing, and eventually it may not be such right. a great thing yeah. as we talked about. Well, and one, one thing I would absolutely say that is helpful for a wife to do is to draw clear boundaries. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's interesting talking to the husbands where um, when a wife is able just to clearly and as a wise woman say, this is the boundary that I'm drawing, this will be the consequence, when she's able to do it from that place of wisdom, it's not a threat and it's not an ultimatum, it's just the declaration of the truth. Um, early on in uh, my relationship with Beth, there was something that we were dealing with and I remember her clearly one time saying, Greg, if, and this was before we were married, she said, Greg, if you don't address this, we really don't have a future. And depending on how I heard that or how she said that, it could have been seen as a threat or it could have been interpreted as an ultimatum. But what I clearly heard and I, I understood was this is just the truth. And in that moment, we both had enough of our wise adult where she could speak it as truth and I could hear it as truth. And so part of the, the work for all of us in those early days, to the extent that we can, to find enough of our wise adult that when we are speaking these things, such as if you don't deal with this issue, we really don't have much of a future, that people can hear that in, in that encouraging invitational way, not as a threat or an ultimatum. Mm -hmm. So are you saying that, especially early on in a, in a man's recovery, um, he finds it helpful that she's very clear about her boundaries and Let's what she will way. do. <laughs> he, he may not find it helpful, and it is helpful. Okay, because here's what I talk to women about, is that there are maybe a, f a few things, a couple of things that are very clear boundaries. But one of the things that I think we're learning is that we also don't always know what we're going to need to do if this happens or mm -hmm. that happens. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we're learning is to maybe suspend how we're going to respond because it may not be how we want to once that happens. And then women feel stuck, I think, in terms of not cheating on themselves, so to speak, saying, well, I said I was going to leave if this ever happened again. And now she has more information and more indication that he's working a program, and she doesn't really feel like doing that, but she feels stuck. Right. So yeah. I talk about it more in terms of... Um, really bottom line needs that are clear boundaries with what you will do and also things that you know are very important to you. You don't know exactly what you'll do. You just know they're very important and you're going to take them very seriously. Yeah, and I, I think that that is great. And I, I agree. I think sometimes we back ourselves into a corner when early on we declared, you know, if you do this yeah. again, this is what I'm going to do. And like you said, I may not have everything I need, the information I need to make that decision. I think the idea, though, is like what you're saying is if, if I discover this or if you do this again, I will need to take that seriously. And at this moment, I'm not sure what that means, mm -hmm. and I will need to, to take it seriously. 
Okay, good. I'm glad you agree with that because that was in my book. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to tear that page out. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I absolutely <laughs> agree. That was close. <laughs> well, and you know, we we do see it where, um, and uh, probably the most typical issue is if you act out again, I will mm-hmm. need to leave you. Mm-hmm. And and what's true is the the husband does not want to act out again, and many times they are putting great deal of energy and resources not to act out again and then something happens there's a slip and then like you've identified the wife is seeing change she is significantly hurt Mm -hmm. um, and she does need to have some sort of response but if she's identified this will be my response it feels like you said um, not being truthful to herself or Mm -hmm. true to herself or or it could easily be interpreted as not taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that flexibility is is huge as we're trying to navigate what our reactions are going to be. Mm-hmm. But I do know that that boundary piece is important mm-hmm. um, where uh, a husband has an understanding of the expectations of what sh- he's going to be doing in order to be in recovery and to be sober. Mm-hmm. And it it's an, it, I often say this, what we are needing are the things in our lives that help us to right-size our experiences because we don't want to minimize them because that's not helpful and we don't want to catastrophize them. You know? And minimizing is we're dismissing it, it's no big deal. Catastrophizing it is when we allow it to become what defines us. Mm-hmm. And that is the place of hopelessness. If, if the addiction and, and the consequences of it begin to define me, then I begin to be held hostage by that. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways I can know that I'm not catastrophizing it is I'm taking it seriously, and even in the seriousness of it, there's still hope. Mm-hmm. So what else is helpful that women do, you know, wives do for a, a husband? Can you think of Yeah, I would absolutely that? say um, being able to affirm the husband when there is something affirmable. Okay. And... and I, I said it that vaguely <laughs> because it's sometimes difficult to affirm something. And the, the language that I've heard is, um, why should I affirm him for something that he should have been doing all along? I was just going to say that. Yeah. That's what I hear all the right. time. <laughs> and and it, it may be counterintuitive. Um, and yet, when she sees her husband making good choices, when... There is something that can be affirmed. And even if it has nothing to do with recovery, um, we obviously believe in the the value of affirmation in creating connection and intimacy. It's one of the seven desires that you you and Mark identified in your book. And what I know is um, so many of the husbands are simply looking for an acknowledgement that their wives are aware of what is going on. Mm -hmm. Now... Again, this is complex because we are constantly encouraging the husbands, don't allow your recovery to be dependent upon your wife's response. Because on some level, we are, we are doing our recovery in order to save our marriage or please our wives. And, and we simply need to acknowledge that some of that energy is there. But what we also know, if that is what all of the energy is about, it's not going to be sustainable. And that's that internal motivation piece Mm -hmm. that you talked about. And so it's this idea of if the wife can see something that is affirmable, if she is able to affirm her husband for that, 
even if it's the smallest thing, that that is a form of encouragement. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I try to help the wives with is to work on this idea of affirming, even though it may be hard. And what's complex for them is sending the wrong message to their husband. That mm -hmm. if I affirm you about something, you might get the idea that I'm I'm okay now with everything. Yeah. And so we practice that ampersand statement mm -hmm. again. It's okay to say, you know, I really appreciate this. I appreciate you getting into counseling for yourself or going to the workshop or whatever. And I need you to know it doesn't mean I'm not still very much in pain and needing and that we both need a lot of help moving forward. So she can make a truthful statement with the ampersand and then be able to affirm right. in any way. And I talk with her about working on things for herself to be the person she wants to be. You know, I, I often say, do you, do you see yourself as an affirming person? Well, some admit that actually that's not something they lived with very much in their home, and uh, they have a hard time doing it for anyone, actually. Right. And I said, is it something you want to grow to learn to do better so that, you know, you can call yourself an affirmable person? And uh, really, all the time they say yes to that. And I said, if that's the case, then... You're working on something for you, which is also becoming helpful to your spouse. So with some of those additional things, I think she's able to put in some of those helpful pieces right. for him. Well, um, I know that we're coming to an end. There's so yeah. much more that we could be talking about, and we're going to. Are we? So okay. we are coming back Good. next week to continue <laughs> our conversation. I can just feel the sequel in the air. <laughs> As we continue to talk about some things that are helpful and not helpful, and we've kind of focused on the beginning of the recovery journey. There's some more I want to say about that, but we're also going to talk about what it looks like a little bit further down the road. I can't wait. I know I'm coming back, for sure. We'd like to thank all of you for watching and or listening today to the Faithful and True podcast. Well, we hope that uh, you'll reach out to our website, faithfulandtrue.com, for many other uh, resources there. All the information about our three-day intensive workshops. As Greg mentioned earlier, we do the Men of Valor intensive workshop every month. And we're so thrilled to be back doing it live and in person here at our center in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. So check that out on the website. And then uh, later this fall, we'll, uh, Debbie and uh, Greg's wife, Beth, will be leading the Women's Journey Workshop this uh, later this fall. And then I think we have room for one more couples uh, event in November. We're looking forward to that as well. In the meantime, thank you for visiting our new uh, YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. We're really encouraged by the growing sub subscriptions that are coming in. And uh, when you watch podcasts like this, click that like button. We really appreciate all of that. Until we come back to greet you again next week, uh, I'm Randy Everett, your co-host. This is Dr. Greg Miller, our host. And Debbie, we want to thank you again, as always, for joining us on the podcast. Uh, until we do come back to see you again, we hope that the coming week is going to be a week for you that's filled with many blessings and great vision. <laughs>